Thank you so much. You know, I've really been looking forward to to coming to Texas, and uh, Tim and Elizabeth was with us in Copenhagen uh, this summer, uh, and we launched a church on Wednesday. It's four months, so four months old church. So, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really uh, excited to see what God is doing in a part of the world where. 0.6% goes to church in my city, in my home city where I grew up, 0.6%, so less than 1% knows Jesus. But do you know what? God is on the move. And uh, I was about to, to say that, you know, I think this is going to be a decade of revival, uh, but I know that the revival has already started because I can see it everywhere I go, uh, the last year, I, I traveled about 190 days outside my own country, and everywhere I just saw revival fire spreading out in Presbyterian churches, in Baptist churches, in Lutheran churches, in Catholic churches. Uh, God just opened doors in every denomination, is wiping out denominational divides because the Holy Spirit is up to something. And and it's not just in Africa. <laughs> it's all over the world, and, and I've seen... So many miracles uh, in the last decade, but I know this decade, God is going to do something special in the world. And, and I believe this is a worldwide revival. It's gonna, not going to have faces like Reinhard Bonnke and, or, um, you know, the big revivalist. This is going to be, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of Holy Spirit following Christians that just wakes up and just say, okay, Holy Spirit, what should we do today? Uh, I, I believe that uh, that God is up to something special, and I I, I just want to say that my family brings greetings. Uh, next time, I'm definitely going to bring my my wife and maybe also my my girls. I have three daughters, 17, 19, and 21, uh, and I, I think you you probably think that I got kids early. I was 12 when I got my first one. Uh, <laughs> no, so um, uh, but my oldest daughter got married this summer. So I, I became a, a father-in-law <laughs> for the first time. So now they live with us, and he does the snow and you know mows the grass and does all those things. So I love having a son son-in-law in the in the house, and uh, he takes care of all the girls when I when I go travel. Uh, so so that's super super special. But uh, my my wife, my family brings their love to you. And next time uh, I want to bring them out here and Texas uh, I heard yesterday that the Texas actually means friend like uh, the the slogan or the the word for Texas is friend I thought it was like lock and load or uh, re- remember the Alamo or you know uh, something else but uh, I I really find good friends here in in Texas uh, and uh, I I'm just looking forward to see what the Lord will do through partnership and through friendship uh, I believe everything God does, He does through relationships, and uh, it's just uh, super awesome to be uh, with you also tonight. In the last four years, uh, uh, I, I've, I've seen God do some amazing things. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I have been a pastor for more than 20 years now, but uh, only in the last four years I have seen so many significant miracles and breakthroughs that I cannot even count them anymore. God has been so faithful and been doing things that just blows my mind. Like uh, I've seen 14 blind people healed and 
And I actually, uh, I, I brought a video. Do you want to see a blind person healed? Be- because after seeing all these breakthroughs, I started wearing a GoPro camera. <laughs> uh, so I had one on my chest. I had one on my head. And my wife said, you look like an idiot with the one on, with the one on your head. So, so uh, thank God for, for wise people. Uh, so I, I left the camera uh, at home. But I had a camera here and, and filmed this girl. So if you could uh, roll that video. Uh, let's see here, this girl getting healed. Her eyes are like marble balls. Her eyes has changed color now. Touch my elbow. Touch my nose. Isn't that amazing? This guy is a really good friend of mine. He's an evangelist in Tanzania and, and did very close work with Reinhard Bunke when he was still alive. And Reinhard Bunke was a good friend of my family. Uh, and uh, he was in Copenhagen actually as a kid. He was a refugee living in, in my city uh, for four years. Copenhagen people were throwing stones after the Germans and spitting after them. And I, I used the story to say that all the refugees coming to Europe right now, what if one of them is the Reinhard Bunke for the Middle East? You know, how, how would the church treat them in my nation? So so we are, we are trying to, to do a lot of stuff there with baptized uh, in in uh, we are on our third church plan now uh, the first church plan they baptized i think around 50 uh, muslim uh, immigrants that have you know fled fled isis and and came up to europe uh, they they are tired of uh, of of dead religion they are tired of of hate and all that they want the freedom that god has to to offer but but if we come in fear and you know treat them like oh they're dangerous uh, we're not gonna reach them so we've seen so many people come to faith over the last couple of years and I believe that the revival is gonna spread also in in the whole of the Middle East I believe that all the people coming into Europe these days we're gonna uh, see them saved filled with the Holy Spirit they're gonna come on fire and then we're gonna send them back and and not start. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a bad fire, but a good fire. <laughs> a, a fire where Jesus is going to transform uh, all of the Middle East. That's not even in my notes, not what I wanted to say. But focus, Thomas. Um, so this blind girl um, was was healed uh, two years ago. And the first blind person I, I saw healed, uh, I was standing in front of this guy. He had two gray pupils and looking, uh, not looking at me, but staring at me. Uh, He was blind. Uh, So he was standing in front of me, two gray pupils, and we prayed for him one time and two times and three times. And then normally I move on. We had like 10,000 people there. So uh, it was a lot of people that needed prayer. So, But uh, the guy I was traveling with, a good friend, he said, hey, let's pray again. So we prayed one more time. and, And right in front of my eyes, the color just changed in his pupil. And he started to scream, I can see, I can see. And uh, I, I don't know if he, if he screamed because my, my face was the first face he ever saw. But uh, 
But 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 God did something in this man, and and suddenly you know he could see. So I turn around, and and this weird-looking lady comes walking towards me. Her hands are like concealed, and she walks like walks towards me, look really really weird and 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 mean. And she comes towards me, and and I can see that her right eye is completely. Uh, uh, white, so so I put my hand on her her head and I say, God, what you just did for this man, you can do for this woman. And when I move my hand away, guess what happened? Nothing. <laughs> what do you do then? I put my hand on her, her 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 eye again and I prayed one more time. And second time I moved my hand away, I was two eyes looking back at me, and she was completely. Healed, And the next night she's standing on stage and giving her testimony saying that she was the second most powerful witch doctor in Tanzania and the spirits told her to take her knife that she killed many people with, take it and go and kill the men of God. So she took the knife and she came to kill me. But I'm so happy that not my arm, but God's arm was way longer than her arms. And he reached down from heaven and he healed this woman and he saved her. And next night she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, a few months after, they, they sent a picture of her. Her face was completely transformed by the love and the power of God. My friend, this is not just in Africa. This is happening all over the world. We're seeing miracles, signs, and wonders happening. And, and I know that, that the, the church that really grasped this, and I know your pastors, I know the team here really are going for it. We are going for it. And, and I believe that, that God is looking for people that will, will have bold, uh, bold faith to go after what He wants us to go after. And that is to see, you know, the impossible become possible. You know, when the impossible seems logical, you know, that's my kind of church. And uh, we are seeing people saved almost every week. We are seeing, seeing people healed almost every week. And the, the weekends when we not do not see people saved or healed, I, I'm so frustrated. I'm like, in the first 20 years of my pastoral ministry, we saw one person healed every year. Maybe two people come to faith. But but now, you know, there's a hunger in, in, in my heart to see God do this. Uh, on, a, on an even more higher level. And I believe this is accessible for every single believer. You know, Jesus, he gave us a calling and he said, go into the whole world and preach the gospel to all creation. And then further on he says, and these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, I believe this is for all who believe. Why do I believe that? Because Jesus said it. These signs shall follow those who believe. If you believe it, it will follow you. If, if you say, ah, oh, Thomas, I don't believe in all that healing signs and wonders. Okay, then it's not for you. Jesus says for those who believe. If you don't believe, you know, don't worry about it. But for those who believe, this is something that is accessible for each and every one of us. Father, I thank you that your word is alive and your word will transform our our minds and our hearts tonight. Father, I pray that this night you would just come and do what only you can do. And that is just uh, uh, come with your fire, come with your boldness. And Father, I just pray for a new release of all that you have for, for these dear people. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, 
I was researching, sorry for my accent. I know I sound like the Swedish cook from uh, the Muppet Show. Heard of a 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 heard of Sorry. Uh, <laughs> when I was researching uh, signs, wonders, and miracles, uh, I noticed that in the time frame where the church was expanding the most, signs, wonders, and miracles was a natural part of the church. Uh, all the spiritual gifts was a natural part of the church. And in the three first centuries, you saw the church expand. Throughout Acts, you saw the church expand. And for me, in Europe now, seeing dead churches everywhere and empty churches everywhere, I know that that something special needs to happen. And I, I believe that when the church wakes up to our mandate, to our calling, that, that we would step out, that we would go into all the world and we would do what Jesus said we should do. I believe that then we will see what he saw. We will see what the disciples saw. We will see signs, wonders, and miracles happening, not through superstar healing evangelists, miracle-working uh, power preachers, but through you and me, normal people that will just step out in faith. You know, in, in Acts, in Acts uh, uh, chapter 2 and verse 41, it says that those who accepted the, the message were baptized that day, and around 3,000 people were added to the number that day. You know, so the sign of speaking in tongues, a supernatural thing, uh, added 3,000 people to the church that day. Why are we so afraid <laughs> of the supernatural I believe that it is a sign for those who not, do not believe. When, when they see, you know, the Holy Spirit is showing up, I believe that will, 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 will do something also for church growth. It says further on in verse 43 and 46, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostle. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, I've been preaching on Acts 2, I don't know, 200 times. I've never, I've, I've read this, I just skipped over it because it wasn't a, an active thing in my life. I didn't see wonder signs through my hands. So I was just like, they devoted themselves to the teaching and, and they came in, 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 in the houses every day, you know, small groups and they came to the temple and, you know, to the service, to, you know, all that I preached. But, but this, you know, I was just reading fast and then onwards to the next. But I believe that it was a key for the growth that the first church saw that, that the Lord did signs and wonders through them. And, and it says also the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. And I believe there are two motions as a church that we, we need to follow. The, the one is we, we are in, you know, work mode. We're doing what we should do every day. We, we are getting up. We are, we are doing the things the Lord put, it, put, it, put ahead of us. You know, that is adding people daily to the church. And then there's the supernatural thing where the Lord just <laughs> adds 3,000 people. I haven't experienced that yet. Uh, I believe if it's in the Bible, it's for me. Uh, so I, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, claiming that uh, for Copenhagen, the largest church in Copenhagen is about 800 people, and uh, we have a, a city of 1.3 million in the inner city, 2.4 in the in the region. So we we need churches that will make a difference there. Onwards throughout Acts, we see the Lord is adding people. The 5,000 people in chapter 4, uh, and uh, you know, all the way through, you see how 
uh, signs and wonders and the adding on of people. It's, it's closely combined. You know, I was in, uh, I told the team this morning, I was in Shanghai in, uh, uh, two years ago. And when I came to the church where I was preaching, there was this lame man laying in the gate into the church. And so I thought, okay, this is a Chinese. He doesn't speak English, uh, and I, I doesn't speak. I, I doesn't speak. I do not speak. Uh, it's difficult with the with the grammar. Uh, have not, has not. Uh, have uh, what is it? Uh, sorry, uh, back to the story. Uh, so I walked over in Danish and I said, "Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you." You know, and I just pulled him up like Peter did in the Book of Acts, and I was just like with great faith, and then boom, he fell to the floor. Uh, I was a little embarrassed, uh, but uh, next to him there was a blind man sitting. So I thought, okay, I've seen 14 blind people healed. I know that God can heal blind people. So I prayed for him, and uh, nothing happened. Uh, next to him, uh, another lame man was lying there. So I pulled him up, and again, I said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. And I pulled him up, and strength immediately came into his body, and he started going back and forth and lifting his arms up and, and, and praising Jesus. You know, why do I tell the two first stories? You know, I could just tell the Superman story and you would just think, okay, this, uh, this preacher has, has some moves. But uh, I'm, telling, I'm telling you the two other stories because those are a, 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 an even bigger part of this life. That you step out in faith uh, with boldness and, and you do what you can do in the natural and then it's up to God to heal them. You know, and, and, and I don't know about you, but if, if I just keep going at it, you know, I'm going to see more and more people healed. For the first 20 years of my ministry, I didn't see any blind people healed. But do you know what? For the first 20 years, I didn't pray for any blind people. And those two things, you know, they, <laughs> they follow each other. So if you want to see blind people healed, start praying for the blind people. Uh, can you heal the blind people? I, I believe Jesus through you can heal the blind people. But we do what we do in the natural, and then we let God do what only he can do in the supernatural. So in Acts 9, Peter comes uh, to the city, and uh, uh, and two people are healed, uh, uh, paralyzed, and then a, uh, are not healed. A death, dead girl comes back to life, and, uh, you know, Revival spreads out in the city because of the miracles happening there. And then one of my favorite stories is Acts 16, where Paul and Silas is in prison, and they are planting the first church in Europe, and we are using this as an example also for us, that the first church in Europe was built on signs and wonders and earthquakes, and, and God just moving up and just knocking the doors open and doing all that stuff. And And we see again and again that... That uh, that God is 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 moving through signs and wonders, and even the great church father Augustine said that uh, he he's been quoting saying that I should not be a Christian but for the miracles, and and I believe that that as a church, Thomas, why are you talking so much about church growth and revival and and all that stuff? You know, I, it's all I think about. <laughs> sorry, uh, but not sorry, because I believe that every Christian has inside of them, um, I, I believe every person on this earth has inside of them a longing for the supernatural. That's why Marvel and DC Comics, I'm not going going to go into argument of which is the best Marvel, of course. Um, 
That's why they're putting out so many superhero movies, because in every person, we know we were created for something supernatural. And, and that's why they're putting out a new movie every time. So I, that's why I'm passionate about reading about the miracles that Jesus did and the disciples did, because if, if <laughs> like an African president said, if they can did it, we can did it. Uh, <laughs> if, if they can do it, we can do it. Uh, I believe that everything you read through the scripture, it's for you. The, uh, in Jesus' reality uh, was that every person that came to him was healed. In Luke 6 and 19, it says, and the people all tried to touch him because of the power was coming from him and healing them all. You know, every person that came to Jesus was healed. I, I, I do not have that experience yet, but I'm, I'm pushing for it. I, I want to see every person that comes with a need, I want to see God move that, uh, meet that need. That, that was the reality of Jesus. And, and even Jesus had an expectation for you and me. Do you know what that is? It's in John 14 and verse 12. It says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do these works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. You know, that was Jesus' expectation of you and me, that we should do the same as he did. I, I don't know how many of you know uh, the evangelist Mel Curry from uh, Indonesia. Have you heard about him, The Wind Blows? Uh, just by coincidence, I, I met him uh, at Blaine Cook's house, and uh, I was just like, hey, <laughs> I read your book. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and he was just going, for, uh, you know, telling all the stories that he's seen all the same miracles as, as Jesus have seen. I, ha I haven't seen all those miracles yet, but I, I want to see it. And, uh, and I believe it's accessible for us. Why? Because Jesus said that, that we should experience the same. And also the, the apostles, you know, the reality of the apostles uh, all through Acts, as I just went through, we see miracle signs and wonders. And even in Acts 5, it says that um, as a result of the power that the apostle had, it says in, in uh, chapter 5 and verse 15, as a result, people brought the sick into the street and laid them on beds and the mats so that, that at least Peter's shadow might fall on them as he passed by. And all of them were healed. What kind of ministry do you have when, when people know, oh, Tim is coming through the city, lets all the people out on the street, and if just the shadow touches them, they're going to get healed. Wow. Wow. You know, if it was real for Peter, it's real for you. If it's real for the apostle, it's accessible for you. And even Paul has an expectation, I love this, for, for, the, for, the, for the first church. He says uh, to the Corinthians in chapter 4 and verse 19, 1 Corinthians, but I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing. And then will I find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline? Or shall I come in love with a gentle spirit? <laughs> Paul, please come with love. <laughs> don't, don't beat us up. 
what would Paul do if he came into churches today? What would Jesus do if he came into churches today? Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Jesus would, would gather a whip in, in, down in the back and say, Jesus, what are you doing? Why are you making us? <laughs> I know that this is accessible for us because it's all through the New Testament. And Jesus wants his church to rise up to the same standard, to the same level. You know, I don't see 100% of people coming to me getting healed yet. But I'm going for it. Why does not everybody get healed? I don't know. But I'm still going for it. I had one meeting in May uh, last year, in 2019, in Albania, where 100% got healed. Every person we prayed for got healed. There was a deaf ear opening up, uh, cancer, um, lumps just disappeared, and all these significant miracles just happened one night after another. In in Venezuela, I was there uh, two years ago. We saw so many miracles in the prisons. Uh, we were in 17 prisons over four days, and every person we prayed for instantly got healed. They had no other option than for God to break into their lives. So they were worshiping Jesus in these horrendous uh, atmosphere. You know, you could just sense the presence of God. And every single person we prayed for, oh, except for one, uh, he got healed a moment later, so everybody was healed. But but uh, he didn't get healed, and I was like, everybody we prayed for for two days was healed. Why doesn't it guy, this guy get gets healed? And then I just hear, uh, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit saying something about the de demonic, and I asked him, have you been doing some demonic stuff? And he said, yeah, when I was born, I was uh, uh, dedicated to the devil. So I, on the side of his neck, on the back, it says, Hijo de Diablo, I think something like that. Anybody speak Spanish? Uh, uh, not me. Son of the devil. Uh, so anyways, and then as soon as he repented and all that, all the pain disappeared, and he was completely healed. And, and I believe this is not for a select few. I believe that if you have any impossibility, you have any sickness in your life, I believe that God can heal and can set people free. And I believe that God can use you to do it. I, I think that the, the time for the whole church to rise up and to walk out in what God has called us to do, I think that time has come now. And in Ephesians 1.19 it says the same power that raised Christ from the dead, lives in you and lives in me. You know, we have the same power that raised Christ from the dead living inside of us. You know, so what impossibilities uh, do we have that, cannot, that God cannot meet? I, I believe that, that anything is possible for the church that is believing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and I believe and I just feel so much at home here uh, and I just love uh, Tim and Elizabeth, the whole family, and, and, and this church family, I, I just felt quite right at home uh, together with you. And I, I'm looking so much forward also to hearing stories of what God will do through you when you step out in faith, in boldness, and to do what Jesus told us to do. And what happens if people don't get healed? You just keep going. You know, my father-in-law died of a sickness three years ago, that I saw healed again and again and again in the same period. So I, I would come home from big crusades and, and, and have seen, you know, tens, hundreds of people getting healed from that illness and come into his room, pray for him, 
and he did not get healed. He was promoted to be with the Lord. And, and he told me, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep praying for people, keep seeing people get, get saved and set free. And at his funeral, I preached for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, how can it be gain to die? Well, if you live for ambition, if you live for money, if you live for your career, to die is not gain. To die is a loss. But if you live for the eternal, if you live for Jesus, if you live uh, for him, then to die is gain. And, and at his funeral, I was uh, so, the Holy Spirit was so gentle. He put me in front of uh, my father-in-law's uh, niece and sister-in-law, and both of them were visible, very, very sick, <laughs> with a lot of pain. And I was sitting right in front of them after the funeral. And uh, the Holy Spirit was so gentle, just pushing me into this again. And I was allowed to pray for them. And then the niece got healed. Uh, she had like a pain in her hands and like surgery and stuff. Both hands was completely healed. And, and the, the sister-in-law, you know, she said, oh, I have big issues with my niece. And uh, I was allowed to pray for her. She got completely healed. On the day, I buried my father-in-law with a sickness that I saw healed many times. You know, why did he die? I don't know. I really don't know. But it doesn't remove me from the calling that God has given me. Lay your hands on the sick, pray, and they will be healed. What happens if they don't get healed? We keep on going. We keep on praying for people. And since my father-in-law died, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of cancers being healed, same cancer, just between Christmas and New Year's. Actually, September, sorry, December 22nd, uh, there was a woman came in with the same uh, cancer my father-in-law had. We prayed for her. Uh, she went between Christmas and New Year's to get a scan. All the, the lumps were gone. And they said, what has happened? We cannot explain this. A totally unchristian woman got powerfully healed by the power of Jesus. And I believe this is accessible for every single believer. I believe it's accessible for you. And let's go for it. Um, and as I started out, these signs shall follow those who believe. If you do not see the signs following you, what do you do then? You uh, start following the signs until they start following you. You know, find somebody who is moving in signs and wonders. Find other people that are crazy like me, crazy like Tim and Elizabeth, uh, and, and just follow them around. And, and, and I believe that had I not been together with Nils, uh, who, who's my good friend, when we prayed for the blind person I told you in the beginning, had I not been together with him and prayed the fourth prayer, I would not have seen that person healed. So, But in partnership, I believe God is going to give us even more boldness to step out and to do and to see the impossible happen in front of us. I believe the Holy Spirit, uh, he's looking for people that will, will, will act like his hands and his feet uh, here in, in, in Texas. And to do what he asked asks us to do, to do what he called us to do. I just want to share one story and then we're going to pray. Um, back when we, we planted our first church... Uh, we, um, I don't know how you do it here, but in Copenhagen, where I live now, you're not allowed to have a bonfire in your garden. The fire department will come and shut that down. But where I lived before, it was a bit out in the countryside. 
So uh, I had a, a fire out in the backyard and burning all my, my rubbish and garbage, which you do not do in Copenhagen, but there you did it. So I had the fire going, and, and uh, one hour was burning, and then the fire started dying out. And the issue was I had a lot of uh, garbage or a lot of... Uh, it, it wasn't like tires and, and plastic and all that. It was like from, from the bushes and, and all that stuff, so don't worry. Not, not polluting so much. But uh, the, the fire was dying out, and uh, I was like, ah, this is not good. I have so much more I want to burn. Uh, so what did I do? Like any man, I went into the tool shed and I got the, the petrol can. And um, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not dumb. I've seen, I've seen videos on YouTube where everything blows up. So I thought, okay, Thomas, you, you are a clever, clever dude. So uh, I, I went up, up the hill, and uh, the bonfire was down here. So I went a little up the hill, and then I thought my idea was if I pour the petrol. It will run down the hill slowly. It will it will get to the fire and then it will start burning again. So that that was the idea. So I, I went uphill and I started pouring and nothing happened. So I went down to look. And nothing happened. I went up the hill again and I I poured you know another gallon and I went down again to look. And nothing happened. So I went back and forth a couple of times and then then suddenly it it was like a a bright light from heaven and the angels singing glory to God in the highest and on earth. Uh, and, and, and the, the bonfire was on fire and the hill was on fire. And, uh, and since I've been walking back and forth in the petrol, my, my shoes was on fire and, and the petrol can caught on fire. And, uh, and I was looking at this, throwing it away. And as I'm throwing it away, burning petrol hits my, my pants, so I'm, I'm running around in the garden trying to put out the fire in my jeans and in my shoes. And, and, if, and in the window, my wife is standing looking out. <laughs> Girls, come, don't, don't look at dad right now. Find an intelligent husband, girls, I'm telling you. Don't, don't make the same mistake mom did, no. But, but the thing was, all around the garden, there was a fire. The bonfire was on fire. The hill was on fire. And every place that I put my feet, because my shoes was on fire, the ground was on fire. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants His church, He wants you and me to live a life in a way where every place you put your feet on your workplace, in your neighborhood, wherever you go, into Walmart, into Target, there is a footprint of fire. Because, because the Holy Spirit wants us to live in that way where, where we put a mark everywhere we go, where we listen to Him and, and we step out in boldness. The most meek and quiet person on our whole launch team in our church, uh, uh, she's even studying psychologists, just to give you a framework. Um, and, and I've heard her say three words, I think, for the entire time. I've known her for many years. Um, but the Holy Spirit has caught her on fire. And she told me before Christmas that she was in an elevator. She gets a word of knowledge for the woman standing next to her. And before the elevator goes up one floor, she had, you know, prayed for her and she got completely healed. You know, when my team heard that, they thought, okay, if Miriam can do it, we can all do it. If, if God can use a quiet, 
timid little psychology student girl to work in signs and wonders, you know, he can use all of us. It doesn't take a special kind of person, but I believe when the fire of God comes on our lives, it changes everything. You know, the difference in my life from four years ago and and then from 20 years ago was that the fire of God got a hold of my life. And I will never, ever, ever be the same again. You know, I was so annoyed of this preacher we had in our church called Randy Clark. I thought, that is so last year. It's like Toronto blessing, ha, 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 laughing, all that stuff. I was translating this this guy for a whole weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was translating the other guy. Both of them were preaching more than an hour, like an hour, 30 minutes, and I was translating everything. At the last night, I was tired. I was just, oh, I'm glad that this conference is over. I can go home, and uh, this guy will leave again. But then Randy turns over to me and he said, Thomas, you've been translating the whole weekend. Now let me pray for you. And the fire of the Holy Spirit got all over me. And I will never, ever, ever be the same again. And I believe that the fire of God is the, is the divider. <laughs> the fire of God is, is what made the terrorist Paul became, become the evangelist uh, the terrorist Saul become the evangelist Paul. I believe the fire of God, when it gets a hold of us, that it changes everything. I'm tired of boring, dead church. That's why I feel so at home here. Because you have the fire of God in this house. And, and let's take that, the boldness of God, on our lives. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to, to, um, wants to ask us if we use Him as our steering wheel in the car or if he's the spare tire in the trunk. You know, the spare tire you use if you get into trouble. Jesus, help me! I ran out of money. Uh, my kid is sick. Help! You know, we use the spare tire. But God wants to be your steering wheel. He wants to steer your life. He wants to use you in your everyday. And he wants you to walk in the same power that raised Christ from the dead. He wants you to experience what Jesus experienced. He wants you to experience what the disciples experienced. And I believe this is accessible for all of us. John Wesley, and then I'm done, he said, people asked him, how, how come so many people come and watch you? And he said, I just lit myself on fire, and then I invite people to come and watch me burn. Hey, let's invite people to watch us burn. Let's invite people to watch us burn. Hmm. Yeah, let's pray. If you want this this fire, if you want this uh, renewal, if you want to step out in greater boldness, could you stand up? Yes, Father, you know, yeah. Father, you see all your hungry children, and Father, we thank you for this next decade. We thank you for everything that you have done, but Father, we are so excited about what you're going to do. We are super excited about what you are going to do. And Father, I, I pray, like Randy prayed for me four, four years ago, that you would touch your dear people and they would never, ever be the same again. They would, you would just grab them and you would just <laughs> wreck them <laughs> forever. Just uh, destroy them from for normal church. Destroy them from uh, church as usual and let them always be hungry after more of you. 
Father, I just pray that you would come right now and you would fill each and every person hungry for you. Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do. Come and do what only you can do. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. Oh Lord, I exalt thee. I exalt thee. If you're here tonight and you need a miracle, you need healing, I know tomorrow it's going to blow up and God is going to do some amazing things tomorrow. So if you know anybody that is sick, if you know anybody that needs a miracle, bring them to church tomorrow, write them, text them, and get them in the building. But if you're here tonight and, and you need a miracle from God, then, then you can come to the front and I would just want to pray uh, for you uh, to see a miracle. Uh, if the, the prayer team and, and Tim and, and, and other uh, ministers will also come and pray. But if you need a miracle from God tonight, then please just come to the front and we're going to pray. We're going to pray for a miracle. We're going to see God doing what only He can do. Amen. Let's just do this before we have the teams come up. I just feel a couple of things just from the Lord. And then I just felt like, honestly, we just heard a session with Steve Backlund right before we came here. And and he was talking about hearing, and, and I was thinking about the verse, faith comes by hearing. And as as Thomas was just talking about all the miracles, I thought to myself, this is just seeds of faith being released into us, just seeds. It's like it's it's who we are. It's who we're made to be. We know that, right? But the Lord is just saying, will you believe again? I'm, I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes for a minute. I want you to see Jesus standing before you. And it's like with Peter saying, will you believe again? Will you believe again? And if you just say, Lord, I'm just going to, I'm going to believe again. I just, I just want you to do some act of faith. Raise your hand, step out, say, Lord, I'm going to believe again. I'm going to believe again. Because he's always upgrading our belief system. And that's what the word of the Lord does. It upgrades our belief system. And and before we even pray for the sick, I just want to... It's the call to release miracles again. And and uh, and it's, it's one of the cores of who we are. But I, I'm telling you, I could feel it coming on us again as a mantle. And there's been a lot of challenge in the house. There's been a lot of challenge to it. But that doesn't change our belief system. And so just faith comes by hearing. So just acknowledge you heard the word of the Lord tonight and just respond. What, you say, well, what am I supposed to do? Respond with belief. 
we're going to see it. I'm going to say it again. We're going to see more miracles. We're going to see the dead raised. We're going to see more salvations. We're going to see it. Allow faith to stir up in you. It's not some weird cheerleading thing. It's the truth of who God is rising up above circumstances, above lies, above all the things that would hinder. That's what's happening right now in here. Yeah, I just feel like the Lord told me to do this for both services, so I just want everyone to stretch out their hand towards Thomas right now. Because I, I believe this, that the Lord is, has, has called Thomas. He's going to see a whole city get under some radical, radical, radical Acts 2 stuff in Copenhagen. And we, with our belief right now that God wants to do it, He wants to do it again, just like He did in Jerusalem. He wants to do it in Copenhagen. We just, with our belief system, we begin to lift the lid off of that city. Lord, I say do it again, just like you did in the Jesus people movement there. Do it again, God. Do it again, God. Do it again. Signs and wonders. The same wonders that John Wimber and Lonnie Frisbee were releasing there in the in the late 70s, early 80s, we say, do it again, God. We, with our belief, partner with you to lift the lid off that city. We just say that less than 1% is not okay. Knowing you, it's not okay. And so we partner with you, Jesus, right now and declare just total and complete sweeping of the Holy Spirit over that city, God. Amen. So I believe this. So let me just feel faith. If you need prayer for healing, I just it, listen. It, it's testimony all in here tonight. It's full of testimony. So, so Jackie, if you just want to come up, you and Bert, and just to any of you are on the team. But if you need prayer, I just want you to come stand right up here, and we're just gonna let the team and Thomas just pray for you guys, and because we're believing for miracles tonight. And and don't don't just pass by like oh I've been prayed for before. Listen, if you're not healed, get prayed for again. It's it's sometimes that simple, right? It's sometimes that simple. And then Bill, do you have my box? Bill, you in here? There he is. This is our toolbox. Just want to take an opportunity if you want to. I'm asking you all just to ask the Holy Spirit what He wants to sow into Thomas, into the Word. I'm telling you, I believe this. There's a nation waiting for a breakout in Denmark. And we're going to be partnering with it as a body because when we were there, you could feel it stirring all around like, God, you're about to do something amazing here. And we're going to get on it on the ground floor. And so if you just want to sow into Thomas, into the in, into the church, we're going to be partnering with them this year. So just the box will be available here. But let's just let's just have a time of just a release. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the word of the Lord. We thank you that faith comes by hearing. We declare that we will believe. We're believers, Lord. And, and I just want to mark us as believers, not just of at one time, but the same belief that got us into the kingdom is going to advance us, God. 
The same faith that got us into the kingdom is going to allow us to see miracles, Lord. So we just welcome your word in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.